coming are not just people that we, 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 we've seen a roadman before, and we will accept plenty of roadmen. But the souls we're kind of seeing, we're seeing lawyers coming through, we're seeing chefs coming through, we're seeing traders coming through. And these are the people, and, I'm, and I've said it many times, I'm thankful for you guys to be part of what we are about to experience in the nation. And we're going to start on the line of souls because I put a message in the chat yesterday and I'm going to actually read it out. Because this message touched, touched me so much. And the reason why it touched me is because whenever we speak, and we say this all the time, when I said it in the launch that, okay, I'm speaking to someone that might see my message in a five years time or a 10 years time. And when we begin to say things like, um, I'm speaking to you, God raised me from my sick bed for you. When we begin to say these things, we speak those words with faith and we don't know who it's going to reach. We just know it is reaching who God intends for it to reach. So when I see, receive messages about someone that just saw a video, remember we had service on the 13th of January, but then sometime later, someone would just happen to be scrolling through their timeline. They would just be happy to scroll through their timeline and they, they would see someone's preaching the word. So, I, so let me read this message out to you actually. It says, good morning. And this person actually messaged me at 5.54 a.m. While some of us are snoring. Imagine, I'm not going to name names, but some of us are in deep snooze at 5.54. You know yourselves. But imagine, someone is scrolling through the... She said, she said, and I actually spoke to her later yesterday. And she said to me that I was, it was 5 a.m. that she just woke up randomly. And she said to me that she just was scrolling through and then she saw a video. And let me read you the message that she, she wrote, she said to me. She said, good morning, Pastor Abba. My name is Dr. Do, and I'll introduce you to her at a later date. But she said, I saw your video talking about how your life cannot end like that because of other young people. Well, I've been through neglect and abuse growing up, but I know I'm meant for greatness, so I need mentorship. I would like to join your family. And that message touched me so much because, and I spoke to her after, and I said, but where did you even, how did you see this video? She was like, she doesn't know how she found it. She just was scrolling. And she let me speak. She was telling me about her story and I could have cried. She said that from the age of nine, she's been through abuse. From people in her family. And it's almost like she's been the black sheep of her family. That she doesn't know why so many things have happened to her. That her mom has different children. Her mom doesn't even live in the country. She lives in Ghana, by the way. She doesn't live here. And her mom lives in Germany, and she began to say things to me like she doesn't know. She, her mom has other children, but she said her mom looks after all her other children apart from me. And people will begin to ask her, why doesn't your mom look after you? And she doesn't have an answer for them. That she will look at her other siblings and think, what is wrong with me that you wouldn't love me? That in school, she, she's in school, she studies political science and she just said, I know that I'm destined for greatness. I don't know what it is, but I know I'm meant for this. And she, when she heard my words, when I said, listen, your life is meant for greater, that, listen, that my life cannot end like this for the sake of other young people. She, then she began to say to herself that, listen, me too, my life cannot end like this. That my story, that she said to me, my story is not going to be a story of just neglect and abuse and it's not going to end it. And as she began to say those words, I was just sitting down in my room and I said, I don't think we understand the work that we're called to. Somebody's in Ghana, in a village somewhere. We, we're just here in London, living our lives, enjoying the snow that happened yesterday. Meanwhile, somebody's there in the corner of a continent somewhere, 
somebody is there and they don't know they, they don't know why they've been through the things that they've been through they don't know why that they've suffered abuse from the age of nine the girl is now 19 you know 10 years of abuse some <laughs> other people we hear stories of our leaders 10 years of mentorship so other people have been suffering 10 years of abuse so then I begin to understand that, listen, those 10 years of mentorship our leaders went through, raising somebody like me, was to look and help somebody that was suffering from 10 years of abuse. I'm sure about the questions of life and wondering, why is my life like this? I'm a black sheep. That she's, she's coming and she talks to me, she's like, I don't understand why nobody loves me. But I just saw you speaking and in a moment I just knew that I needed to join this family. So I'm sitting there thinking, if this family wasn't created, what would have happened to that young girl? That if this family wasn't created, what would have happened to her? She called me and she said, Ma, let me tell you something. I don't know, I don't know what it is, but I just want to win souls. How does someone go in a moment, yeah? In a moment from saying that I don't not understand my life. I've suffered abuse and neglect for 10 years. But I just want to win souls. And she, she actually begged me, said, please, Ma, please, Ma, just give me two weeks to win a hundred souls. She said, please, she was begging me. She said, Ma, please, I need, give me two weeks to get a hundred souls. I looked at her and said, I don't think you understand what you're saying. But she said, no, that I've seen something. That I've realized something, that I've seen something. Everyone I know has to hear of this because this is what I've been looking for all, all this while. So then I title this periscope when leaders lead. Because if us at the family capital, if myself as yourself do not rise up, who knows that who, how many young girls or young boys will be there in their corners? They will they too will be answered the questions of life thinking, why has my mom neglected me all my life? Why have I been pushed to the sideline? They don't understand, but oh, you know that clip here? Yeah? If I show you the clip, it's a 30-second clip. It's a 30-second clip guys but somebody in a moment 10 years of question was answered in 30 seconds 10 years of questions was answered in 30 seconds so i'm sitting there and i'm just like no no this work that we're doing it doesn't make sense like the other day a young lady also called me and I'm going to keep sharing these messages of souls because we need to understand the people we're impacting. It might look like we're just gathering here, we're doing Periscope on an at 9pm. No. One girl called me and she said, you don't understand, when you shared your testimony, just before Peace and came on scope that day, she said to me, you don't understand. It's like you were in my head. It's like you were reading my mind. I too have been in my bed. She said, I too have been in my bed, not able to move. That she's been in her bed, she's not able to move. That some days that she was just in her friend's house one day and she just fainted. She was just in her friend's house and she fainted and she called me and she was crying and she was like, I don't know what to say because it's like your story is kind of like my story. That I too lost someone two years ago and I don't know how to get over it. So tell me how you get, how, how can you continue life? And then she said that she was in a friend's house and then she just fainted all of a sudden. She went to the hospital and in the hospital they just said that, listen, that her spine, listen to this, she said her spine, yeah, her spine is leaking spinal fluid. I don't think, if you guys go and research what that can happen from that, 
the results of that means that you're going to have migraines. You're not going to be able to move. You're not going to be able to walk. You're not going to be able to talk. You're not going to be able to do all these things. And that just, she just said, everything that you are going through, been through, I've gone through. And she said, you don't understand that. Listen, every, I was sowing seed when I, when I should have been paying for my treatments. She said, she said, instead of paying for my treatment, I just said, no, God, I need to put this down before you. And she said, you don't understand that. I'm so thankful that you shared your story because that's every single thing I've been going through. So when leaders lead, when people rise up to the occasion, that it's going to be people, if you even know who it is, and I will tell her to share it at a point, but if you even know who it is, you'll be so shocked and you'll be like, so there's people even in our midst that are suffering like this and we don't know. But until we all decide to lead and decide to say that, no, that there is people that are literally waiting for us in their corners. They're waiting for us that you might think that, no, I don't have words to say. It's not about you having words to say. It's about when leaders decide to lead. Read for me Judges 5. On that day, Deborah and Barak, son of Abinoam, sang yeah. this song. Yeah. When the princes in Israel take the lead, yeah. when the people willingly offer themselves, yeah. praise the Lord, yeah. hear this, you king, mm. listen, you rulers. Yeah. I, Wait, even... remember, this week is titled What Souls and Kings. Read that bit where it says, hear this, you kings. Hear this, you kings. Yeah. Listen. You rulers. Listen, you know automatically they are calling out the principalities of this world. You know when we, we walk out and we march out, we're not just coming as normal people. We're calling forth the kings of this world that you must hear us, that you will hear of a family capital. That listen, leaders, leaders are deciding to lead. Leaders are deciding to take up their position. We're not just saying, we're not coming to do place stuff. That the rulers and the kings of the world, we are calling, we are announcing our entrance. We're announcing our entrance that we're coming. We are coming forth that, listen, we might look like people that, someone that suffered neglect. Someone that suffered abuse, but no, we're coming to you. Read on, Mom. I, even I, will sing to the Lord. Yeah. I will praise the Lord, yeah. the God of Israel, yeah. in song. Yeah. When you, Lord, went out from sin, when you marched from the land of Eden, yeah. the earth shook, yeah. the heavens poured, yeah. the clouds poured down water, yeah. the mountains quaked before the Lord, yeah. the one of Sinai before the Lord, yeah. the God of Israel. Yeah. In the days of Shamgar, son of Anna, yeah. in the days of Jael, the highways were abandoned. Travelers took to winding paths. Yeah. Villages in Israel would not fight. Listen, it, said, it starts off by saying, in the days. Remember, and we've heard it before, there's just going, this is a certain days, we heard the word days, we're talking about time. And we all know that what the time we're operating is a time of now. So forget about in the days, we're reading those stories, but we're going to replace that with in our days, now, in our time, all these things were happening, Shamgar, read on, but read for me when, to, from the villagers part. Villagers in Israel would not fight. Villagers in Israel would not fight. Go on. They held back. They held back. Until I, Deborah, arose. It says villagers, read it for me, villagers what? Villagers in Israel would not fight. Villagers in Israel would not fight. So it means that there's a fight to fight. 
But there were a group of people, let's name them villagers. When you think of villagers, you think of commoners, normal people, average people, people that might not have the best background, people might, that might have come from dysfunctional families, common people, villagers. In our day, when we were in our corners, before we joined the nation, before we joined the family capital, did we know that there was even a fight to fight? We were going about our everyday lives, we were villagers, we were common people. We were just villagers. We didn't even know there was a fight to fight. So we didn't know there was even a fight to fight. So we did not fight. We did not fight. All that was on our minds is let's get have a good job. Let me have a good family. Let me have a husband. Let me have a let me have a wife. That was all our life attained to. But then the scripture begins to reveal unto us that there's actually a fight to fight. But villagers would not fight. But you know why? Because they did not know there was a fight to fight. They thought the only thing that women thought that the only thing they were meant to do was go and marry a man and give birth. That's all they, that's all they thought there was, to come and cook rice and stew, that's all they thought it was. But no, there was a fight to fight. There was a fight and that's the fight that we've been called to, the fight for souls. The fight for lives. But it starts off by saying they were villagers first. God is not going to call the big people in there. They're not, he's not going to call them. He's looking for us commoners. In our commonness, let's use that English today. If it's not a word, we today we've made it a word. That's who he was looking for. They wouldn't fight. He says they held back. That there was a potential that they were meant to reach, but there was they held back. You know what was holding them back? An average life was holding them back. Mediocrity was holding them back. Their communities, their cultures was holding them back. You know when it's invisible forces and things that hold your life that you know there's something inside that meat that's calling to something greater but something is just holding you back and you can't move forward, you can't proceed, you don't know why. It's a mediocrity that we were birthed in. The cultures that said that no, you must be average. That said this is the way to do your life. They held back. There was something holding them back. Read on. They held back. Yeah. Until I... Deborah arose. Until I, Deborah, arose. So how many more people, how many more people suffering of neglect, of abuse, of abuse, how many hundreds, how many thousands will remain, will remain held back by life until we arise, the family capital? How many people will be there until we decide to arise as a nation, as a people? And it wasn't, it didn't say villager, it said villagers. That means there were several people, hundreds, thousands, millions of people that, would, that did not even know there was a fight to fight. That did not know there was something that they had to rise up to until we had to arise. So if we're here on a Friday night or if we're winning souls, this, listen, that's just not us doing anything. We're saying no until we rise there are people that will not understand that there's a greater life to live. Keep on reading. Until I arose, yeah. a mother in Israel, yeah. God chose new leaders. God chose new leaders. So God begins to tell us that he, so here God gives us the insight that he's actually looking for new leaders. God in the nation is looking for new leaders. But how did he first begin to even come across leaders? He first looked and found villagers, commoners, average people. But then God is beginning to say, no, he's actually looking for new leaders. Listen, God, along all our lives, the journeys, everything we've been through, 
He first found us as commoners, but he is looking. He is on the search. So whether it's a faint Cheryl in her corner that has been suffering with neglect and abuse, God is saying to you today, he is looking for leaders. Read, do you want to say something? I'm yeah. They chose new gods. Yeah, they chose new gods. Some call it leaders, we, we others call it gods. God is looking for, he says, know ye not that ye are gods. We, <laughs> listen, God is, they chose new gods. How many gods are of this world? Money, average life. All these things have become gods in our lives, but there are new gods that the nations are looking for. New gods, new gods, new gods. The nation is looking for new gods, but you don't understand that God says to us that know ye not that ye are gods. So the gods that they are looking for is you and I. The nations are looking for you and I. That's all they have been looking for all this while. But they might have walked past us in the past thinking these people are just commoners. They're just villagers. You know when you hear the word village, you think of like people in the wilderness. Wonderful. When you hear villagers, you hear about people in the wilderness. People that almost have been cast out. People that don't have resources. In the wilderness is where we are once found in our corners. People can look at us and think, who are these rugged people? They don't look like when, when Pastor Abbey is speaking, she looks like a mad person. She almost looks like an animal. Wonderful. Don't worry because I'm a villager in the wilderness first. I'm a villager in the wilderness first. But then, you guys can't get me on this job because then I'm going to David today. But then when you hear about people like David in the wilderness, while his brothers, while his brothers were in the city, his brothers were not the people that they were chosen for the chosen to do the to do the work. They looked so beautiful, they looked so put, to, put together. But there was a David in the wilderness. There was a David that looked messed up, just looking after the sheep in the wilderness. And David that was in the corner, he didn't know when his, 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 his rise to fame was going to come. But as David positioned himself in the wilderness and he knew that was his abode, he wasn't, one, he, wasn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't worrying about when the king will call him. But his brothers were in the city. Keep reading from you. They chose new gods. Yeah. Then war was in the gate. <laughs> it says they chose new god. gods then. Then read for me. Then. War was in the gates. Then war was in the gates. So remember I said that all this while, people didn't know they had a fight to fight. But see, God calls us to the position of, of leadership. When leaders lead, God calls us this position as leaders because there's war, a war eminent in front of us. But until leaders decided to rise, then they would not come to the realization that there was a war on their doorstep. But they didn't, it wasn't that there wasn't war coming. There was always war coming. But then it was at the moment that they actually realized that no, they were leaders. War even became more imminent. Remember, a PT will begin to say to us that as prophets begin to speak, the judgment of God comes closer. Wonderful. So as when they realized that they were really leaders, then the war became imminent. It was their time to fight. When God to your leaders, it's not for you to come and sit down. God is talking to a Patrick, a Taliba, and Terry and saying, no, God is looking for, there are new gods that the nation is looking for. God is not looking for new gods just to come and sit down. He is saying there is a war on your doorstep, a war at the city gates. 
Will you rise up and fight this fight? A fight for souls, a fight for people, a fight for the nations. That will you rise up as a leader in this time? The scripture begins to tell us about when leaders lead and I keep hearing this ringing in my head because that means that all of us are called to leadership but there are those that decide to lead and those that decide to not lead. But I know for every single one of us here, every single person in this family that, listen, we understand the call of leadership. And we will not hear stories that we've heard of a famed Cheryl in, and I think Cheryl's on today. And we will not hear stories like this and decide to be in our corners. I don't care if you feel like you don't have the words to speak. I don't think you care if you feel like you can't win souls. I don't care what you think it is. I'm telling you, the scripture says when leaders lead, I cannot sit here as a servant of God. I cannot sit here and just hear stories like this and be, decide to be casual in our approach towards winning souls. Service or no service. Day in, day out. We're here talking, speaking to souls. We're in our word. We're praying. We're strategizing. We're saying as a family capital. And I've said it before that honestly in my spirit, I believe that the nation is on this brink of the same revival we had in 2016. I'm not playing when I say these things. And I said, it's, it's going to be a set of people that decide to take on the burden for people. It's going to be a set of leaders that decide to lead. It's going to be a set of people that say that, no, we will be the frontiers of whatever is happening in this nation. That remember, the judgment of God is coming near for the nation. What does that mean? That there are souls out there waiting for us. Souls out there waiting for us to speak. Literally waiting. They're sitting there. They're on social media. They're on Instagram. They're scrolling. They're scrolling. They're looking for something. They don't know what they're looking for. But you know what they're looking for? They're looking for you. They're looking for I. Looking for a Patrick, a Terry, a Taliba, a Mimi, a Cheryl, a Amma. Looking for a Tia. They're looking for us. They're looking for leaders that decide to lead. They're looking for leaders that decide to lead. They're looking for us. They're not looking first for, remember, they, we might have been first villagers. But what they're actually looking for is leaders. So it's up to you to decide if you want to remain a villager or if you want to rise up to be a leader. Talk to me. Definition of leading. Yeah, definition of leading. Read my, read this one loudly so we can hear. To proceed by going first. It says leading. The word leading means to proceed by going first. And all along our lives, I know nobody wants to be the first person. To do something first is like fear grips you and you're like, no, you don't want to do it. Like, why should I be the one to go first? Maybe someone should go first. You know when you're in the classroom, right? And the teacher says, anyone have any question? You know you've got a question, but you're waiting for someone to first ask the question. You know you have a question. But you're going to wait for someone to ask it so that then you feel comfortable, right? To answer your question. You want to feel comfortable, let someone go before you, right? Wonderful. But no, you want to wait, let someone go before me so I can feel comfortable. This is not an a, a arena of comfortability. This is an arena of leaders. People that decide that no, you're not going to wait for somebody. Because all of our lives, how many generations have come before us? They were always waiting for the next person. But the next person never came. So all I, <laughs> we have been a product of people's waiting. Waiting for lead, a leader to arise somewhere from the clouds. Looking, oh, why don't you go? Why don't you go? No, why not you? But all these generations before us, nobody wanted to rise up and lead. Everyone, everyone said, no, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. You've been waiting. 
How many people have suffered because of our waiting? How many people have suffered because of our waiting? You want to wait for this approval? Listen, I'm not waiting for no approval. If I've been called to do something, I'm going to rise up and I'm going to lead. I don't care if I have the resources or not. I don't care how many people are with me or not. If I've been called to lead, let me tell you something. I'm going to lead. And let me, we have to leave because I'm not going to wait again to hear another story about another girl that's been abused for 10 years. And God knows what would have happened to her if she didn't hear our story. God knows what would have happened to her if she did not hear us speaking. 30 seconds and I'll repeat it. How does a 30 second clip change someone's life? And in a second they're telling me, please ma, I'm going to win. Give me two weeks to win 100 souls. And I'm sitting there thinking, how many more people out there are like, out, are like that? Waiting for you and I to rise up and to leave her with, with whatever she's doing with her business. You say, no, okay, you've done your business, now lead in that industry. Now lead. Forget about those that look like they're leading. It's not about those that look like, it's about those that are. Do you understand? It's not about those that look like they've got it together. No, it's not about that. No matter what leader they are, no matter if they're this person, whatever name, sir this, madam this, I don't care about that. Because uh, them compared to us, to a child of God, a son of God is nothing. They have what we're, they, we have what they're looking for. But when you enter their presence, you want to be timid, you want to be shy, you want to be in your corner thinking, no, look at this big person, no, you don't understand what's on the inside of me. The world that you operate in was created by this world on the inside of me. The world that you claim that you dominate, do you not know that the earth is in the hands of the Lord? The Lord, my owner, the one that instructs my life. He, the one that created all the worlds that you see, it is him that runs my life. So why would I stand in the presence of these people and have fear on the inside of me? Do you not understand that ye are gods? Gods. Find the definition of gods. Do you not know that ye are God? Like, when I hear word like God, it's not like, oh yeah, you're small G. You know, forget small G. <laughs> God, power, authority, boldness. I don't have fear on the inside of me because I understand who I am. I know who I'm called to be. Until we understand that we are called to be leaders of this generation, we will continue being timid and whatever. Listen, I spoke to two people. One goes LSE and one goes Warwick. These are two new souls as well that's going to be added to our family. Tyrone and Kenny. And that's the kind of souls we're going to be getting, by the way. People that go to the best places. That's the kind of souls we're going to be getting. And I, I spoke to them. And I said, listen, do you understand who you are meant to be? And they were probably shocked because they probably thought, yeah, I'm having to have a meeting with a girl woman from Goldman Sachs. She's going to tell me about banking. I didn't tell them anything about banking. I told them about the word of God. I told them straight about the word of God. And it was so funny because they were like, this is, I don't, like, this is, I didn't expect this. Yes, you don't need to expect it because we're going to look exactly like the Jews and the Gentiles. We're going to become them, but they don't know where as soon as they hear us speaking, they're going to know that there's something on the inside of this man and this woman, that these are not common people. These are leaders that decided to lead. Leaders that have the word of God on the inside of them. Have you got me definition, Ma, of God? So we'll keep up. I was speaking to them and they were just like to me, I haven't heard this before and they were so confusing and they were so funny but i just said a no person would be like oh this person has this much acumen this much this this much that 
you don't understand that they we <laughs> people will continue living an average life a mediocre life until somebody tells them that no you were made for more than this do you not remember before how what you were like before you came into this fair Taliba works 25 million jobs by the way by the way like Taliba did 10 jobs I don't know how she found the time but Taliba likes to work anyway I love, I love Taliba she was doing 25 million jobs maybe she thought she was gonna make it by working in that waitress you know maybe she believed but she was going for it like she was going for it and I'm just that's what we would have become but instead but God calls us to higher heights now when he's saying as the family capital as a family cap, you got definition for me, yeah? Okay, definition of God, let's go. The force that some people believe controls their lives and fates. Wait, it says God, yeah? It says the force that some people believe controls their lives and fates. We are called to be gods. We are called to direct people's lives to a new life, to the real life. We're controlling their fates. We're saying you know, your life doesn't have to end on the road. Your life doesn't have to end in with abuse, with neglect. We're, we're controlling their fate and say, your life doesn't have to end like this. You can be a nation taker. You can be a leader of industry. You can be a leader. That's exactly what we're doing. We're not, we're not just coming and just saying anything. We're just saying, no, you don't understand who you're meant to be. But until we decide to rise, family capital. And I'm going to continue sharing these stories because as I hear every story, as I hear every story, I begin to understand more and more exactly why, like, why I've been called to this at such a time. And I said it in my message, and I said, souls are literally waiting for us. Waiting. They're waiting. They, they are waiting. And I'm, I'm speaking to everyone, and I'm saying, listen, there is a war at our gates. The war for lives. The war for people. I'm looking at everyone, looking at a pastor, Adora, Dorothy, Amanda, Teresa. I'm just saying, when will you decide to lead? It's a decision. Someone asked me the question. Okay, so what is it? Is it that it happens over time or you decide? I said it always starts with a decision. You decide who you want to be in this life. But I just made up my mind a long time ago when I just said, I can't be average like everybody else. I'm sorry. My life is too peculiar for it to end mediocre. There's no way. I've gone through too much for my life to end like everybody else. And that's the same with many of us. When you hear our story, when you hear some of the stuff we've been through, you hear these things and, and you got to say to yourself, there's no way after everything I've been through, that can amount to nothing. How? That my life is just going to be like um, with the other 7 billion people in the world. No, at least let everything I've been through account for something. Let me have a story to tell to the nations. Let me tell you, these people that, oh, they got up and they got silver spoon. The story is boring. It's boring. I don't want to hear it. But I want to hear about someone that fought and overcame. I want to hear about a young man that was surrounded by all manner of gangs and peer pressure, but rose up and decided to be the one person, despite his friends calling him names, that, but just rose up and said, no, you've got to come out of this life, despite what someone said about them. That's the people that I want to, that's the people that I want to hear about. That young man that's going to sit down with another young man and teach him the word of God. That's going to create a new norm for young people. 
that we're going to say at the family capital, no, we're creating a new year for young people, that young people can be financially prosperous, that young people, I don't care what's happening in your life, you can rise up and help somebody. I don't care if someone looks like they go to Oxford. Let me tell you, Amanda today, she's worked with people from Oxford University, and you're going to be like this small girl. She even goes to Kingston. Kingston is not a good uni, by the way. But how is somebody like that then going to be able to speak to people from Oxford University and speak to them boldly? That's what we're called to. So then it begins to make sense why I had to come from such a background, but then I work for the best investment bank in the world. It begins to make sense because we as a family capital are the symbol of a bridge between two different worlds. The two almost polar opposites. Do you get what I'm saying? The two polar opposites that those that look like the worst and those that look like the best. And <coughs> it's, <laughs> they said the nations will begin to shake and everything the nations desire will come into this house. There's a leveling going on in the nation. You don't understand. So we're, do you know what I'm going to do as a family capital? We're going to drag, drag a young girl from the ends, a young boy from the ends. They're going to rise up. They're going to become leaders. We're going to put them in front of the Oxfords, in front of the Cambridges. That's the leveling up. That's the leveling up. Souls and kings. Souls and kings. Do you understand what I'm saying? That in a moment, two worlds can collide because of a set of people that decided they're not going to be average, that decided that they're not going to be like everybody. That collision of worlds is in front of us. So how is it that we can see people that have gone through stuff? Listen, they're going to, people are going to speak here as if, listen, they've known Queen's English all their life. I'm telling you. It's going to be like, who is this English? We're going to do it. Trust me, even my English will be better, isn't it, Mimi? <laughs> but I say these things and I'm saying it because honestly, I believe we're the bridge that the world is looking for. I speak to so many young people every day. They're like, they don't know how to get into this industry, that industry. Listen, we are the bridge. Do you understand? We are the bridge, but until we decide to lead and forge forth, and I know sometimes, like we said, some people might find leadership scary. Unfortunately, we cannot decide to have faith on the inside of us because we have faith. And he said it in the previous periscope, perfect love casts out fear. I'm not going to have faith on the inside of me because I have the word of God on the inside of me. I don't care who they, who they are. I don't care where they're coming from. I don't care. I don't care whatever they are. Listen, I, don't, I honestly do not care. And I, you know me, I don't care. Do you understand? That how does a set of young people... What would, this stuff here, and I'm speaking, the power of God is going to infiltrate whatever industry. It's going to be the power of God. And these people are not going to see it coming. I'm telling you. The power of God. That, think about it. In a moment, remember I said fame is not from this country. So we've already gone international. Do you understand? Already, I said, um, Famo, I hope you're listening. Be preparing our base in Ghana. PT said, pick a nation. <laughs> Be preparing our base. This is nations. This is nations now. That we're calling for people in every nation. A new set of souls. A new set of people. A new army. That we've, okay, we've seen our addition. We've seen our Aisha come through. We've seen a Mary Grace come through. We've seen a Fame come through. We've seen a Gabriel come through. We've seen a Marieke come through. And I will name countless souls. We're saying these names. Yes, Cheryl. You're saying, okay, I'm not joking. Prepare the base. Have the hundred souls ready for us. You understand what I'm saying? Nations, nations, nations. Leaders that are called for nations. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what your, it looks like, what's happening in your life when leaders decide to lead. 
when leaders decide to lead and I know from this day and I know we've been doing it but God is calling us to a new level of leadership everybody no matter what corner they're in everybody rising up attention everybody's got their souls regimented everybody's got their hundred behind them lined up I don't, we're not doing 510 I did um, the other day I wrote down um, I googled how many people there are in the world there are 7.8 billion people in the world 7.8 billion. We're still on the topic of bring your five souls. What? Are you kidding? Five souls, five souls. 7.8 billion people in the world. And I'll give you those figures so a faith can ignite on the inside of you to know that, listen, nations are waiting for us. There's no reason why all 7.8 billion of those people do not belong to the family capital. What is the reason why they shouldn't? They belong. Everyone in this nation belongs to the kingdom of God. And we will be the frontiers that this go and find those people. Billion. If we hear about people like Apostle Paul that took one quarter of the world, do the mathematics. That's, do the mathematics. That's just under two billion, right? One man, two billion. People are crying for five souls. People of God, are we joking? Do you understand what I'm saying? But I give you these figures for our minds, our faith capacity to increase. That, okay, we might have been doing five screenshot, five soul, five soul. You guys be doing your screenshot, five soul. No, I'm going to be there calling people, where's your hundred? Where's your hundred? Where's your hundred? And it has to be that because our minds have to begin now to open up to nation. Forget your corner where you are and what it looks like around you that I don't, you don't have, people might say something, you don't have access to people. No, trust me, if in a moment someone from Ghana can decide to be a part of the family and be talking about 100 souls, nations are waiting for us. And all these things are signs, signals. I've said it and I'll keep saying it again till we understand that, listen, we are on the brink of another revival that we had in 2016, on the brink. But the final leaders need to get in line, assemble, ready. You remember us, Peter began to tell us yesterday, on yesterday's service that you are a weapon of war. So it's new one. It doesn't say you are not just a weapon. It says you are a weapon of war. That means there is a war that we, are, that we, are, we have to engage in. That, listen, that you, we have to understand that, listen, we are being shaped for war. That every single thing that happens in your life, that when you wake up and you have feelings of doubt or when you wake up and you feel like you're not sure if you can do this today, you know all of that, that's all a part of the shaping. It's all a part of the shaping that God is saying, no, you are indeed my weapon. He's not, he didn't call anybody else, he called you and I and said, no, this war that I need to fight, I have a war to fight against the enemy, but I've chosen you to be my weapon. I've chosen you to be my weapon. So the happiness in your life, when you feel like you can't do it, or when you feel like all oh, what's going on, or when you feel like you can't speak, let me tell you, all of that is a shaping. But God shapes you, but God still calls you to war. It's despite where you are now, God is saying, no, you just have to rise up to the call of war. That as you rise up to the call, in the midst of that, I'm going to shape you. That family capital, that in the midst of reaching out for souls, I'm going to shape you. That I'm going to shape you. That I'm going to shape you. I'm going to continue shaping you. Every word you speak, I'm going to shape you. Every soul you reach out to, I'm going to shape you. I'm going to shape you. I'm, I'm going to mold you. I'm going to do it. I will do the work. Just decide to be my weapon of war. So family capital. 
I'm not going to be speaking like this in this dimension. Because I need faith to be to rise up on the inside of us and know that listen, souls are waiting for us. And I'm gonna keep because all you're gonna keep hearing me say, souls are waiting for us. And I said in the chat, it's a soul, if it's souls and kings weak, it's our weak. Because we are the people that have decided to be the frontiers of raising a new generation of leaders. That we're gonna look for all these souls. We're gonna be the frontiers. I'm not waiting for another fellowship to do it. I'm telling you straight. We're not gonna wait for another fellowship. I don't care if they said that we started yesterday. I don't care the moment someone decides to take a nation, we will take the nation. The moment we've decided to take a nation, we're gonna take it. We don't need experience, we have God. Do you understand what I'm saying? We don't need expertise, we have God. The spirit that teaches us all things. We don't have to know how to speak to people in different languages, the spirit will teach us. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I speak boldly today and I say, listen, the nations are waiting for us. Daily souls are going to be added to us. Daily souls. People that we never even thought of. So every, I need everybody every day. Go to those people. Go and find them. Be posting stuff up every day. I need it every day from everybody. Soldiers. Because we know we're not just going absent-mindedly. We're not going casually. We understand that we have a war to fight. That we're not going to let someone else die tomorrow. We're not going to have it. And the blood is not going to be on our hands again. That we're going to be here. We're going to be speaking. We're going to continue in the word. In prayer. In so winning. In so and see that we're going to be here. Continue because we understand the burden on, on, on us. I'm telling you, the people that's gonna come forth, yeah. I'm telling, I can't even speak, I can't find the English. But we decide to take this nation. So when you're there and you're trying to speak to a soul and you think they're not replying you, listen, I'm not gonna just be like, yeah, leave them. I'm gonna stay there and I'm gonna be on them because I understand that it's a war that I'm fighting. And God must be the winner of this war. And the devil has tried to shame God all this while, but we're not we're gonna be the JG generation that rises up and says, No, that cannot be the end of God. How can no? The, the supreme God that raised us, He will reign supreme through us. So whenever you're speaking to people, you don't just speak casually, understand it's a war you're fighting. When you're going about your days, when you're working, you're not working as a normal person, you're working as a soldier of war, a leader. When you're researching, you're researching, it's wartime because you know you've got a, a fight to fight. And remember, villagers, people will not know that they have a war to fight unless we first show them. So we will lead by example. Leaders that decide to rise up for this generation. So I'm excited. I'm excited for what God is about to do in the nations through us, through you and I. I'm excited. And with that excitement, it's not just to shout and scream and we will do that. But it's to focus on souls. Souls. Whether we sue service or not have service, whether day in, day out. Souls. I want people, this is what I want. I want people to be messy, like literally, this chat here and my phone must be bombarded with just updates on souls. Bombarded. This is who I've spoken to today. This is who I reached out to. This is who. This is this. This is this. I've checked in with this person. I've checked in with this person. That's all I want. That's it. That's it. And this and for those that hear me, they hear me. 
That's what I want day in, day out, every single day. This is who I've spoken to. This is who I'm liaising with. This is who I'm on. This is my target. This is who I'm working on because this is a soul campaign. Relentless, non-stop. We're going. We're, we're gonna, not going to stop until we reach every single soul that God needs to be added to his kingdom. We are the leaders, the frontiers for this new phase of soul winning. So like I said, we'll continue speaking faith because we understand what we've been called to do. Forget it. Like I said, I don't care who's been here before, anybody. When leaders lead. When leaders lead. So that's, what, that's, the, that's the charge for today. From tomorrow, straight morning, I need to see the, the chats. We're just going back to back. This is who I've been speaking to. This is the campaign. This is the campaign. This is the campaign. This is our campaign. This is our first and foremost, for, first and foremost campaign. Souls. Nothing else is important. I'm speaking to someone and I said, you want to become somebody in life. You want to become this. You want to become that. Decide to become a soul winner. You notice there's some people in this world, yeah. You want to become this in what industry just because you want money. That's the truth. But you know there's some people that can speak for five minutes, yeah, and they made the, their money for the year. I know which one I want to be. I know which one. Do you understand what I'm saying? We need people. People need to be saved, and they're counting on us. They're counting on you and I. So that's the job. Let's do it. Let's see it. And I want to see the leaders that are leading. I know every single one of us are leaders, but now let's really lead. Let's really, I don't care what age you are. I don't care if you just joined yesterday. And Ayesha can come and be and lead in soul winning. Even though she joined us yesterday. That's what I want to see. But then at the same time, right by her side, you've got Apostle Patrick leading. A Taliba leading. A Dorothy leading. That's what we want to see. Everybody leading. Ran, lined up in rank leading. That's what we're going to do. So I love you all.